0: podcast for what you could learn from your customers. The best thing about podcasting in healthcare is that we're currently at the ground level, meaning that the number of people in healthcare listening to podcasts is small but growing rapidly. I put together a free checklist for you to check out the steps on what it takes to create your own podcast. You could find that at outcomesrocket.health/podcast. Check it out today and find a new way to leverage the sales, marketing and outcomes of your business. That's outcomesrocket.health slash podcast. Welcome back once again to the Outcomes Rocket Podcast, where we chat with today's most successful and inspiring health leaders. Today, I have a special treat for you all. We've got the co founders at Movement X. First of all, I want to go through a quick introduction, and then we could walk through their personal uh, experiences and anything that I left out. But I want to introduce Efosa Gubadia. He is the co-founder at health tech company Movement X, founder of the informational website PT Haven, co-founder and co-director of the international initiative PT Day of Service, co-founder, president, and CEO of Move Together. It's a 501c3 for-purpose organization dedicated to improving Access to quality rehab medicine around the corner and around the world. He developed and led the international volunteer program ATI Mission Works for ATI Physical Therapy, which we all know, national uh, chain. And he contributed a chapter on sustainability, as well as a closing afterword of the book Why Global Health Matters. We also have John Randa. He's a physical therapist who grew up in the Midwest. Here, he spent some time in Chicago, in our backyard, the Outcomes Rocket backyard. Currently works and received his uh, BA in BS in kinesiology at the University of Illinois in Champaign Urbana, followed by his doctorate in physical therapy from Northwestern University. Now he's a big part of the work at Movement X, and I'm so excited to welcome these two dynamic individuals to the podcast. Welcome, guys. Thanks for having us, Saul. It's a pleasure. So, John, Efosa, fill in the blanks there. Did I miss anything that you wanna share with the listeners?
1: No, you hit it. Thanks so much, Saul. Thanks for the introduction. It's a high pleasure to be sharing time with you. Uh, I'll also use this time to give a shout out to the rest of our team for Movement X. Two of my older co founders, uh, Keaton Ray, based out of Portland, Oregon, Josh D'Angelo, based out of Washington, D.C. And uh, we have other team members, Megan Roos out of, of Portland, Fred Gilbert, and Scott McAfee, and then John. And uh, what makes so much of the work that we do fun is the people that we get a chance to do it with. So I want to give them a shout out.
0: Awesome. I love that. Special shout out to you all. So let's get to the root here. Why did you guys decide to get into the medical sector?
1: Great question. On my end, so uh, I think uh, uh, early on, uh, when I was young, my mom is a nurse, and she's been since I cool. was young. So uh, I think the joke when I was younger, one of my early words was probably stethoscope or something like that. So <laughs> I, always, I always had my high in the, on the healthcare sector. And fast forward to uh, college, I went to u- undergrad the university in Massachusetts. I won't forget this. At the time, my sophomore year, my older sister was at, in physical therapy school at that time, getting her clinical doctor in physical therapy, and I hopped on the horn with her, And I said, sis, talk to me about the profession, you know, about physical therapy. And in that conversation, we talked about the laterability of the profession within one month, week and day, to work with different patients of different ages with different conditions. And that really spoke to me. And we also talked about the whole concept of using your hands and your heart and your words to work with others and to help with others. And uh, that really spoke to me as well. And throughout that time, and even starting from when I was younger, in my conscious mind and my subconscious mind, I was falling in love with the whole concept of movement. I played sports throughout my whole life—football, wrestling, lacrosse. I played lacrosse at at UMass as well, varsity lacrosse. Nice. And then, as I thought, I continue to think about movement. Before I was even realizing that I was loving movement and really thinking about movement, it, it start to hit me that movement is one of the most important commodities in our lives you know one of the oldest commodities in our lives is with us from the very beginning and throughout and it really dictates how we engage with the world and how the world engages with us how we run how we play how we dance how we love how we live and uh it's really driven my belief that when one is able to maximize their movement capacity and maximize their movement capability they're able to maximize their life so uh i believe that's also humanistic right? so much of my work today vocationally as based around the transformative power
0: of movement. I
2: love that, Afosa.
0: That's a strong message.
2: Yeah, that was a great answer. Uh,
0: <laughs> John, what about you? What, what got you into this, into this business?
2: So I grew up similar to Afosa just being active and loving health and wellness, growing up playing soccer since I was four, um, and loving movement myself. And I knew pretty early on, whether it was late junior high or early high school, that I didn't want to sit behind a desk for my career, Mm -hmm. To just love moving. And so my parents challenged me to go ahead and look into what I wanted to do And I just whipped up the U.S. News Report article for top job satisfaction and physical therapist was right there. So I just combined my love for being active and helping others into wanting to be a physical therapist and haven't looked back since I decided early high school that I wanted to do this.
0: Love that. What a great story, guys. And you know, without a doubt, it sounds like you've landed in the right place and And so, as you've gotten knee deep into the space with your company, can you share with the listeners a hot topic that you think needs to be on every medical leader's agenda, and how are you guys tackling that?
1: Yeah, great question, Saul. Thank you much for it. I think uh, what's big on mine, I think what's be big on many healthcare uh, leaders and organizations mine. We really need to reframe how we look at our patients. No longer are patients, these passive chess pieces to be moved along, along their care, you know, and just sort of taken in a unidirectional way. Uh, Consumers now and patients now, they're active, they're selective, and they're more aware. And I think we need to see them as such, treat them as such, and speak to them as such, and really provide and provide empowered choice, you know, allow them to choose what they need and when they need, certainly without consultations. Other industries uh, do this well and have been doing this well and use in other Entities and uh, extensions like technology to enhance the doing it this well. And I think healthcare is catching up. Healthcare does have complex tentacles to it that not maybe all other industries have, but uh that's where some of the innovation will lie for us, right? Simplifying the sophistication and simplifying uh, product and pricing uh, in a way that patients, and then now we start looking at more as consumers, that they can palpate and know what to do with. So that's on our mind much, and I think that's going to be more and more healthcare organizations' minds as well.
0: So, how would you say? And I appreciate those thoughts. Definitely, the the healthcare consumerism becoming more real. Larger copays mean more discerning consumers. What are you guys doing at Movement X to help provide this differentiated care?
2: Yeah, so definitely one of the Foso was getting into it a little bit at the end there is just the cost of healthcare in the US and just how much of a problem that is. And that's definitely something that we're we're working on and how we're addressing this is we're just trying to provide the best care possible. What we're finding is if you go to like a typical private uh physical therapy place, you often will Be double booked with two or three patients at once, and you're just not going to receive the individualized care that you deserve. And what will likely happen is you're going to draw out the visits that you need to get better, and that's just going to keep driving up costs. But what we're trying to do is we're going to provide as much one-on-one care with highly trained providers so that we can get the patient faster to reduce costs overall and improve outcomes as well.
1: So and I'll piggyback on that, to uh, piggyback on what John said and to also directly ask that last question. That's a setup to even talk about Movement X and and, and what we are, you know. So I, I always like to say, set the context and the concept and then the content. So the, the concept of uh, what we are really starts with the name, you know, um, Movement X. And movement is that fundamental value that I talked about earlier. Maximizing your movement allows you to maximize your life you know and uh, what we sometimes see in the world there's a bit of resistance to being healthier and to being active so along with so many other institutions organizations and just people talking about this we want to make want to make sure that we're encouraging people to be more active and moving what our company does is not just encourage but enable people to be more active you know and that x where we start playing with the whole concept of x is allows you to explore the world around you allow you to experience the world around you and we talk about x being the intersection of your best movement and your best life, you know? So understanding our fundamental value. then as an organization, a company, the next thing is building the architecture around that fundamental value. And that does, what we're doing there is bringing rehab clinicians and patients together on a centralized platform. That's one of the fronts of innovation for MovementX. The centralized platform allows for communication, documentation, payment, and scheduling. So we like to say, uh, create these efficiency and effectiveness for people on both sides of the treatment table, the patient and the provider. So the patient's able to go to our site, search for a PT who provides what they need, you know, that whole concept of empowered choice as well. And what's also important for us is uh, creating an environment for our providers to have the support they need to treat flexibly and uh, per the passions the inspiration that got them into physical therapy in the first place and to build their clientele. And what this thing is ultimately about is uh, quality, effective experiences where we're taking the product of physical therapy and movement health or occupational therapy and rehab medicine to where the patient is or where that uh, product can be more functional, whether it's their home, whether it's a fitness studio, where's the office. And to your question of how we're solving this, we just officially launched a couple of months ago, so in about April. So we're, we're pretty exciting times. Congrats. But- but what we're seeing, thank you so much, what we're seeing is a uh, mission out of vision and uh, being manifested, the leaning into these pain points and the fulfilling of our fundamental values being manifested. When a patient has back pain or shoulder pain, so now they're able to go to our website within 24 hours or 48 hours and they can be seen, they, they can have a PT come to their home. You know, so when uh, all the research shows, especially on some of these musculoskeletal issues, when you're able to address it quicker rather than later, it inhibits the chance for that. It gives you a better chance to inhibit the chance for that to become a chronic issue. So that's what we're doing. That's what we're collaborating. That's what we're working on. And, and uh, the final point is at the best, at this at this best still has communication, collaboration with other disciplines, especially if we need to refer to other disciplines, that interconnectivity is healthcare at its best.
0: Very cool. Very cool. Thanks for walking us through that, guys. And so, in other words, uh, you guys are crowdsourcing PT and providing with that crowdsourcing some price transparency, which is highly needed.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I I love that word transparency because early on, and this this needs to be noted, early on, we're actually a cash pay. Eventually, we're going to be integrating with insurance. Right now, we wanted to minimize the overhead and some of the operations that insurance entails. But We believe that's a front that we could go on offense is because a lot of healthcare now is you do pay your copay, but you get your sessions and things like that or your care. And then a lot of your bill comes three or four or five or six months down the road. While you know, without much understanding with this sort of control and personalization of selecting who treats you, you know, as a provider then working with that provider to personalize your treatment plan and the scheduling of that and paying upfront each session or via bundling payment, you have more awareness of of your cost. And we think that's very important. And what we do to make that make sense for the person, we provide super bills to uh, our patients so that they could submit a receipt and that super bill to their insurance company or payer to get covered.
0: Yeah, that's pretty cool. And another thing that comes to mind, uh, FOSA and John, is You know, I went to Walgreens the other day and I had like a little thing going on in my shoulder. I had like a tough workout. My, my trainer kind of beat me up, (laughs) but it was good. It was good. And I'm like, man, I need, I need like one of those little massagers. So I go into Walgreens and I go to the section where the little massaging things and the yoga stuff is and. I find it and there's a little like sticker on it that says you could use your flexible spending account or flexible savings account. I'm like, oh, wow, that's cool. So I carry it in my wallet and I go to the counter and I give it to her and boom, voila. So just the thought for you guys, if there's a way that you guys could somehow make your offering FSA approved, this would be a a big, big motivator for people. I love that thought. I am really, especially, Actually on the cash front right Yeah
1: yeah I love that thought so much we, we've talked about that peripherally but uh, here in your antidote and your experience I want to bring that back center yourself so, you know uh, and to your point what you just described is also bringing and putting the product and that choice where people are you were in Walgreens so whether it's Walgreens or CVS, or whether it's your yoga studio, being able to get the treatment or the, the ability to schedule a treatment, whether it's virtually on a platform or the places where you spend your time. And then again, not everything needs to be a 60-minute treatment session. It could be a 20, 30-minute where we just do a quick assessment, look at the functional presentation and the structural presentation of sole shoulder, also a surgical region, and maybe his thoracic region as well, see our findings, and not got a treatment in 20, 30 minutes. And voila! And now you can do a quick payment through your FSA. So that's the whole idea with uh, with our company building the infrastructure for that to be possible.
0: I love it. No, I love I love the idea, guys. And and I think this platform has the opportunity to be very disruptive to the current cost models and lack of efficiency, as you've stated in, in the way that that things are uh, are organized today. All right. So guys, you're at the beginning of your, of your journey, but you're making some big strides. Give us an example of some uh, a setback that you had up to this point, or maybe with a previous experience that led you to start this company. Take us to that setback. Let us know what you learned.
2: Absolutely. So at my first job as a physical therapist, I was literally like two hours a day for my 90-day review where they would just kind of release me and I wouldn't be as supervised. But I was seeing three patients at that one time and Mm -hmm. became too focused on one of them. And then I saw another one was doing lunges with too much weight and he ended up tweaking his quadricep muscle. So that, that was not ideal. But... So certainly, I could have been paying more attention and likely would have been enabled to prevent this situation. However, looking back on it, I just like zooming out and taking more of a macro approach. I started thinking about just what was going on with having to be responsible for managing three patients at once and that there was just an inherent problem with that. So when I heard about the mission of Movement X this year, I just absolutely jumped at the chance of hopping on board this wonderful company just to try to change that experience that I can give patients by being able to be put in a situation where I can just provide one-on-one specialized care for patients.
0: That's awesome, man. So the opportunity is there for you. The opportunity is there for all patients. And listeners, uh, a takeaway that you should get after on, on some of the things that have been shared today is just that it doesn't matter where you're at and where, whether you be at the middle of the, your career, the beginning or close to the end, there's always an opportunity for you to take it to the next level and make outcomes better. And Fosa and John are an example of just that. So I applaud you guys for your courage. Now, what about the other side of the, the coin? You guys have talked to us about a setback. How about one of your proudest medical leadership moments that you've experienced to date i'll jump
1: in there uh so some of my works also in the nonprofit sector uh so I'll, like you i mentioned up front uh and one of my moments is that i was able to be a part of early on and now i'm just hanging on via inspiration by the professional large so share a story with you so uh, in 2015 i did a trip around the world i went to 22 countries in eight months you know? amazing yeah, and you know, the idea is that the hope was to create a montage mosaic of health service, physical therapy, rehab, medicine, different cultures around the world. Get a sense of similarities, of differences, and enjoy the the beauties that lie within those, and uh, use that to be a better person and to do good in the world. So great yeah. trip. That's, a, that's mm-hmm. a that'll be a longer conversation for a longer time. Or not.
0: <laughs> we'll save that for when we meet and have some coffee together. <laughs> that sounds good. <laughs> that sounds good. <laughs> In month four, I was in
1: Peru. I was doing some work uh, in Iquitos, Peru, which is on the Amazon River. You can only approach it by boat or by plane. And while I was in the Amazon, while I was in Peru, uh, this one day in Iquitos, I was taking a boat towards the service site. So I was on the Amazon River taking a boat to the service site. And saw, as I was on this boat on my way to the service site, this idea that had been in the back of my mind for some time suddenly shot to the front of it. And the idea was this what if we challenge students, staff, clinicians of the physical therapy profession around the country and around the world to do an active service on the same day? And what if we challenge those people to not only do an active service, share the moments had, the images had, the connections made online, on social media, on different websites? what might that look like and mean for the bonds within our profession and what might that look like and mean for the brand of our profession to the world at large. So uh, one of my co-founders on Movement X, uh, I called him, I emailed him as soon as I got back to the mainland that day about the idea and he was just so positive about it. He said, not only do we have to do this, we can't not do this. <laughs> you know, So I reached out to our other co-founder for Movement X, Keaton Ray and uh, we started this uh, initiative called PT Day of Service in 2015 and uh, the first year we had 28 countries participate in all 50 states in the U.S. The second year we had 42 countries participate in all 50 states in the U.S. and last year we had 55 countries participate and all uh, fifty states in the u s and uh we we have a team of twenty plus people that work on it now, and just our friends within a profession that we know that we don't know friends of the profession just come together daily and serve locally in their community for a global effect so i 'm just proud to be part of the community now serving around the world
0: that's awesome and uh I love that you're like, yeah, I was on the Amazon River. I'm like, just, uh, you had me on Amazon River, man. <laughs> but then it got better from there. You, you guys have done some really great things to create a movement around the profession of PT. So uh, something to be proud of. Congratulations on that.
2: And I'd even like to jump in on an experience that relates to that. Afos yeah. is just an absolute machine. And he started another non-for-profit organization called Move Together, along with Josh D'Angelo. Mm-hmm. and they built what was a couple clinics in a day last year, right, Afosa?
1: Yeah, we built a three-building rehab clinic in the second most populous city in Guatemala. No kidding.
2: Love it. So I was fortunate enough to receive an email from Afosa last winter asking me to join him this year in January to Villanueva in Guatemala to serve for a week at the clinic they had built. And that was, without a doubt, the proudest medical experience that I've had. We were literally providing physical therapy in its purest form, in which the patient was getting the exact care that they needed while not being uh, rushed in and out of the door. And it was just absolutely incredible to give this experience to patients when this was likely their first time just encountering another healthcare provider where we could listen to their problems. Just so empowering, just... Just to see the difference we could make. Unfortunately, I was able to meet the other three founders of Movement X with Josh, D'Angelo, and Keaton Ray also being on that trip as well.
0: That's awesome. There's no doubt you guys are up to some really cool stuff. I was uh, looking at the PT Day of Service. Folks, if you're curious, go to PTDayOfService.com. You'll find them. You could find Movement X at Movement dash x.com and uh, no doubt you guys are doing some really fun stuff that is both meaningful and impactful and that's what we seek to do here at the outcomes rocket is share the stories of those who are doing what you all are up to so why don't you tell us about I mean no doubt movement X is the exciting project but within movement X is there something that you want to share to the listeners about what you guys are doing there a project or focus for MovementX, uh,
1: yeah. So, uh, like, we launched three markets. Uh, we're in Chicago, we're in D.C., and we're in Portland. And I already laid down the infrastructure of the organizations by bringing providers and uh, patients together where it's most functional. So, one thing So we always say there's five fronts of innovation that we operate. Five P's. You know, one P is the platform. The second P is the people. You know, those are our providers and everything, and really all people. But really, empowering our providers. Second P is innovating payment. So uh, whether people schedule out processions sessions or looking at different uh, bundling package and things of that nature. The fourth P is, is uh, product. You know, what's been fascinating for me to really think about since I graduated PT school in 2010, and this is not just for PT, this is for healthcare, is to really appreciate the whole spectrum of healthcare. Far too often we focus on a half waiting for a person to be injured or sick or hurt, you know, especially without professional physical therapy and really much of movement medicine, not just wait for somebody to be hurt, to come to us or to see, to see us, how can we work with people to help optimize, you know, their system and their body. So Saul comes in, I see Saul, Again, I look at his functional presentation, his structural presentation, his uh, workplace environment, how he's doing what he does, whether it's run, jump, play the whole nine, based on what he tells me subjectively, based on what I see objectively, and based on what the goals that we talk about, creating a precise and personalized plan for him. So we're creating programs. We have a program called Optimize, in which that would be the case. And uh, we're also creating us uh, also smaller mode programs or or products, excuse me, in which you could work with different regions of the body, and then it becomes about partnering with different companies, or organizations, again, where we could take that directly to their employees. So that's uh, that's stuff that we're cooking in the oven right now, so You know, working on going go vertical in the markets that I mentioned before we go horizontal geographically.
0: Super exciting, and uh, listeners, I just had a chance to go over to Movement X and uh, signed up. I created an account. It's pretty seamless. You go in and you could see all of the, the PT providers that are available, licensed, and ready to service you. I think you guys should check this out. Movement dash x check it out it's affordable and hey if you want to do your part to make healthcare better try this out and consider it your way of doing what's best for healthcare. but it's also going to help you if these guys um by the time you listen to this podcast i'm sure they'll get their fsa um, platform ready so give it a shot right guys do you commit to getting this done <laughs>
1: I'm committed that we're going to look into it today.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. Well, whether or not it's done, it may be done in there, but you should check it out, folks. I love the layout and I love where this is going, guys. So thank you for sharing it. Getting close to the end of the podcast here. Let's pretend you and I are building a medical leadership course on what it takes to be successful in PT today. It's the 101 one of these amazing folks at Movement X. So I've got four questions, lightning round style, and then we'll follow up by your all-time favorite book. You ready, guys? Yep, fire away. Awesome. So maybe we'll do like one and one, you guys choose. So what's the best way to improve healthcare PT outcomes?
2: I think it's taking the time and listening to your patients. There's a quote by uh, an infamous physical therapist, Robin McKenzie, and he says, listen to your patient. They'll usually tell you the key to resolving their problem if you'll only listen to them.
0: Love it. What's the biggest mistake or pitfall to avoid?
2: I think it's becoming complacent and straying from your mission, vision, and values. How do you stay
0: relevant as an organization despite constant change? I love that question. I think the
1: key to that, Sal, is uh, pulling parallels from other markets or industry, whether they're parallel or seem orthogonal slash perpendicular whether it's Amazon or Uber or Airbnb or anything that you could think of. But I always like to say, uh, Gretzky has this quote, I wouldn't pass the puck to where the person was. I'd pass it to where the person was going to. And uh, that's a mindset and mentality that drives us.
0: Love that. It's one of my favorites. What's one of the areas that should drive everything in a healthcare organization?
1: I'm going to cheat on this a little bit, but because my, <laughs> my, my uh, when I, see what I'm about to say. I see them all interconnected. I think one has to be product centric and product building the greatest options and products for, uh, for your customers. One has to be mission driven. You know, one of the things I learned from my time, in the nonprofit space is, uh, for profits need to be more like nonprofits in, in terms of them being mission driven and nonprofits need to be more like for profits when it comes to operation. So being mission centric and mission driven, being customer centric, lighting up your customer. Absolutely every single day, building this amazing experience around them. Amazon talks about that a lot. And then uh, one is key. I think all industries and all employees need to do this better is being provider centric, you know, Uh, really feeding, serving and nourishing our providers and healthcare clinicians. Because when they're nurtured, when they're supported, when they're empowered, that's going to lead to better care. That's going to lead to better results. That's going to lead to better everything. So uh, as much as we think about our customer and our patients, Movement actually we think
0: about providers as well. love that. And what would you say your all-time favorite book is,
2: guys? Mine is called Winter Fortress. It's by Neil Bascombe. And it's not a book about business or health or wellness, actually. It's actually a historical novel about a group of soldiers in Norway taking over a um, nuclear power plant that wow. the Germans had taken over to prevent a nuclear strike. And it's just there's so many overarching undertones of just the grit and determination of the soldiers going uh, weeks without eating and having to sleep and blizzards outside. And just like when I just think about just if I'm complaining about waking up at 630 in the morning to go, go to a meeting or just try to keep building business and growing, I just have no reason to complain when I compare to what these <laughs> people
0: <laughs> and that's a great. That's a great example, John. And and I'm a big fan of thinking about business and also the care process as seasons. Every one of us will go through different seasons and uh, those that are able to endure the winter will come out on the other side stronger and ahead of the packs. So I love that example.
1: I love that. We're definitely going to have to do a coffee, soft. you're, uh, a- <laughs> <laughs> let's do it. On my front, uh, Kind of Monte Cristo is my favorite book. I'm not sure how that's nice. <laughs> that would be to the crowd. But I love that book. It's by Alexander Dumas, and it's, uh, I just love so much about that book. What I'm currently reading now is a book called Peak by Anders Ericsson. He talks a lot, and Robert Pool is co-writer on there. He talks about a uh, deliberate practice. You know, the right practice, the right amount of time over x amount of time to achieve mastery. So deliberate practice. And Gladwell actually based a lot of a good amount of his work on that with uh, the Outliers book at uh, the whole 10,000 hours was based on a lot of Anders Ericsson's research. So, peaked by Anders Ericsson.
0: Love it. Great recommendation. The syllabus, listeners, is here for you. Just go to outcomesrocket.health slash movementx. You'll be able to find that there along with the transcript, links to the resources, their websites, and all the other things that we discussed in the books. You're going to find that there, outcomesrocket.health slash movementx. John and Fosa, before we conclude, I'd love if you could just share a closing thought for the listeners and then the best way that they could get in touch with you.
2: Absolutely. Just in general, I think just chase your dreams and embrace being uncomfortable. If you have aspirations of starting a business, go build it. Want to learn to play an instrument? Go play it. I just feel like it is so easy in this day and age to become content and not continue to grow and learn. I think we tend to underestimate the time we have in a day, but overestimate the time we have in our life. There, Just to like paraphrase a quote from Les Brown, he says, The graveyard is the richest place on earth, as there are so many unfulfilled dreams, because someone is too afraid to take their first step and carry out their dream. So just go out, move, and do.
0: Love that, brother.
2: And then... Yeah, just in terms of contacting me, just email. It's johncranda, R-A-N-D-A, at movement-x.com.
0: Awesome. Fosa. Yeah. Yes, I love Take that. Take us home, baby. <laughs> <They>
1: can, <laughs> you know, one of the quotes that I'm very fond of is by the Irish poet David White. Uh, he has this quote, How do you know that you're on your own path? You can't see where it's going. That's how you know. And how do you know that you're doing something radical? The path disappears. Uh, that's mm-hmm. So it's this balance of always having vision, but embracing the unknown and living your unique journey and fulfilling your unique life. Uh, That's on my heart and that's on my soul often. And uh, there's three cogs that I'll say is uh, wake up each day, know your daily joy and pursue it each and every day. The second, thing, uh, second cog that's on my heart often is the whole concept of living life with intentionality. You know, like like John says so well, you want to build something, go build it. You think the best person for a job, explain to the boss he or she, rather children, why you are. I'm 32 years old now. What I've seen in my 32 years is that opportunities don't come around in the same form twice, at the very least. They don't come around twice in the same form. So when an opportunity comes around in a form that speaks to you, You got to grab it by its hair tops and every day play and move as much as you can. So those are my thoughts there. My email address is efosa, E-F-O-S-A, at movement-x.com. It's been the highest of pleasure sharing time with you, Saul, and also sharing time with your listeners. Thank you so much.
0: Hey, it's been a pleasure having both of you, Ifosa and John. Thank you all both for making the time to be with us. And uh, we're excited to keep up with your success because your success means the betterment of outcomes. So appreciate you guys taking the time to be with us. Thank you so much. Thanks all. Month that I wouldn't have otherwise been able to reach if I had not started my podcast. Having this organic reach enables me to get the feedback necessary to create a podcast that delivers value that you are looking for. And the same thing goes if you start a podcast for what you could learn from your customers. The best thing about podcasting in healthcare is that we're currently at the ground level, meaning that the number of people in healthcare listening to podcasts is small but growing rapidly. I put together a free checklist for you to check out the steps on what it takes to create your own podcast. You could find that at outcomesrocket.health podcast. Check it out today and find a new way to leverage the sales, marketing and outcomes of your business. That's outcomesrocket.health/podcast.